0: Uh, the first reading this morning, this evening, is from Joel, chapter 2, verses 12 through 19, and it can be found in the Pew Bible on page 1415. Uh, most of us are not that familiar with Joel. He's a minor prophet in the Old Testament, and he was forecasting God's final judgment at the beginning of a locust plague that devastated the area. Joel 2, beginning with the 12th verse. Even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. Rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love. And he relents from sending calamity. Who knows? He may turn and relent and leave behind a blessing, grain offerings and drink offerings for the Lord your God. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Declare a holy fast, call a sacred assembly. Gather the people, consecrate the assembly. Bring together the elders, gather the children, those nursing at the breast. Let the bridegroom leave his room and the bride her chamber. Let the priests who minister before the Lord weep between the portico and the altar. Let them say, Spare your people, Lord. Do not make your inheritance an object of scorn, a byword among the nations. Why should they say among the peoples, Where is their God? The Lord's answer. Then the Lord was jealous for his land and took pity on his people. The Lord replied to them, I am sending you grain, new wine and olive oil, enough to satisfy you fully. Never again will I make you an object of scorn to the nations. The second reading we read responsibly, which is Psalm 51, a Psalm of David, verses one through 19. It's printed in your bulletin. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquity. Clean me a pure heart O God and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Then I will teach transgressors your ways so that sinners will turn back to you. Deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed, O God. You who are God my savior and my tongue will sing of your righteousness. Open my lips, Lord, and my mouth will declare your praise. You do not delight in sacrifice or I would bring it. You do not take pleasure in burnt offerings. My sacrifice, O God, is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart you, God, will not despise. May it please you to prosper Zion, to build up the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will delight in the sacrifices of the righteous, in burnt offerings offered whole, then bowls will be offered on your altar. The third reading, the Epistle, is the second letter uh, Paul sent to Corinthians. So 2 Corinthians chapter five, verses 20 through chapter six, verse 10. And it can be found in your pew Bible on page 1799. 2 Corinthians beginning with the fifth chapter, the 20th verse. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. As God's co-workers, we urge you not to receive God's grace in vain. For he says, in the time of my favor, I heard you, and in the day of salvation, I helped you. I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. We put no stumbling block in anyone's path so that our ministry will not be discredited. Rather, as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way, in great endurance, in troubles, hardship and distresses, in beatings, imprisonments, and riots, in hard work, sleepless nights, and hunger, in purity, understanding, patience and kindness, in the Holy Spirit, and in sincere love. In truthful speech and in the power of God, with weapons of righteousness in the right hand, and in the left through glory and dishonor, bad report and good report, genuine yet regarded as impostors, known yet regarded as unknown, dying and yet we live on, beaten and yet not killed sorrowful, yet always rejoicing, poor, yet making many rich, having nothing, and yet possessing everything. Here ends the reading. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
1: The gospel reading this evening comes to us from St. Matthew the 6th chapter glory to you o lord our matthew reading tonight is chapter 6 verses 1 through 6 and 16 through 21 and can be found in your pew bible on page 1503 praise to you lord be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with the trumpets, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets, to be honored by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, Do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand, excuse me, they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. And truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room and close the door and pray to the Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do. For they disfigure their faces to show others that they are fasting. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen." And your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer, amen. In the name of Jesus. Now, Lenten season is upon us. Traditionally, joy would not be a word that is used in conjunction with the Lenten season. Traditionally, joy is withheld. Joy is withheld for a period of 40 days and a much more somber hue is associated with penance and fasting and denying yourself and remembering and, and somehow personalizing the great sacrifice that Christ made on that cross for you and for me for our sins. Now often, the hymn of praise is left out of the liturgy and the word, "Hallelujah" is left out as well. Purple is the color for the season. It is often associated with penitence. The Lenten season has been set apart distinct from, in contrast to the rest of the year. It sets up a powerful contrast to the joy-filled celebration of Jesus' resurrection. When again, when again we sing loudly with shouts of joy, Alleluia, Alleluia. Amen. So here's a question. Is it okay to be joyful during Lent? It is. Of course it is. Of course it is. Because you know What's coming in 40 days, in just 40 days after Ash Wednesday, we personally know the gift, the gift who is the Son of God, the perfect Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world upon himself, becomes sin for you, for me. And he says from the tomb, from the tomb, he says, I have new life for you that's unusual but that's the beauty it is the same voice from our Savior that said from the cross pinned to that cross I love you each and every one of you he says I love you Now, during this period of time, traditionally, maybe some of you are doing it, we give up something. I uh, got an email from somebody that said they are going to give up autocorrect or auto-spell for lint this season. Those of you that have used... Uh, the computer, said never picks out the word that you really want. And you have to be very careful because it can pick out a word that completely changes what you're wanting to say. So that's really not giving anything up. But what are some of the things people might give up? I know somebody, I'm giving up carbs, (laughs) eating my sandwich, going, (laughs) good luck with that. Yeah, sourdough. But people give up alcohol. Maybe they give up um, social media. Maybe they give up um, ice cream? Smoking. Yeah, that would be a good one. Thank you there, Tim. Appreciate that. <laughs> but do we have to? Does it say anywhere in the Bible that that, that makes us closer to God? No. No, it, it, it isn't necessarily a bad thing, but here's the point. Jesus is already... Already lented I think that's a word I caused, I made it up, but tonight, but he's already lented for you and for me. He gave up all. He endured all. And he took upon himself all, just for you and for me. Therefore, it would be wrong for me to tell you to give something up during Lent. Neither the scriptures nor our Lutheran confessions, which we hold dear, require us to do this as a way of remembering the terrible price paid by the Lamb of God. It's just not in there. Our Christian freedom allows us to be free to give up something. Does that make sense? It doesn't say you have to. It doesn't say you are farther away from Christ if you don't. But our freedom in Christ allows us to do that. Why would you do that? Well, maybe, personally, you're like, well, he gave it up all. Maybe this is a small thing I can give up. If you want to do that, that's great. Here's the thing, though. By giving something up ourselves does not give us license to look down upon others on another Christian who does not choose to do this. That make sense? That's why Jesus loves me more, because I gave up. It didn't work that way. Now listen to this. As for me and my house, as for me and my house, we will forever be saying, Alleluia, pass the chocolate. I want to remind you this that there's a, a great paradox that defines the confession of this church of the Lutheran Church. and here it is: Christ is sinless, yet he became yet he became sin. We are guilty, yet we are declared sin. Innocent. We are dying, and yet we live. We are punished, yet we are not killed. The truth is that repentance is that intersection of faith, knowing that we deserve death but we are gifted with life. We are broken, our hearts are broken, and we are grounded in Christ's forgiveness. Isn't that true every Sunday? We might have a broken heart, but we hear these sweet words of absolution after we confess. That if we say we are without sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. But if we confess, God who is faithful and just is quick to forgive us all of our sins. And then we hear that for his sake, for his son's sake, he forgives you all of your sins. And he even allows me to say by his authority to declare to you the forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. That's joy. That's joy. And the thing that we hear from God, and he's calling out to us, much like when God revealed his son on the mountain of transfiguration, God says, return to the Lord your God for he is gracious and he is merciful but wait, there's more not five minutes more but there's more gracious and giving he's going to make us new tonight tonight you are marked by the cross reminded you are but dust and to dust you will return But that's not the end of the story. He restores you week after week when we partake of his body and his blood and we are made new again, covered by his grace. That's joy. So to answer the question I had earlier, yes, Advent is a time of joy. It is also a time of reflection. May the God of all love and mercy be with you. In the name of Jesus, amen. Will you please stand if you're able, and if you're not, that's fine too. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus, in for all people according to their needs. Heavenly Father, we lift up your church with gratefulness and thanks. We ask, Father, that you would lead us to make disciples as Jesus gave that great commission. We pray, Father, that you would make us prepared to receive all who come through these doors seeking you, your Son, and the Holy Spirit. We pray that we would be a refuge in a world that has gone awry. That we would be a place of peace, a place of sustenance as we journey through this wilderness called life. Lord, in your mercy, Father, we lift up this nation that you have given to us. And we ask, Father, that you would have mercy on us. You promised through the prophets that if we repent, if we draw near, that you would come and heal us. Father, this nation needs healing that only you can give. We pray for the world that is broken, searching for only what you can provide And as much as it is up to us, let us be that light on a hill that reflects and shines that love of Christ to all who seek and are lost. Lord, in your mercy. Father, sadness, sickness, and death has visited this parish. And we grieve with our brothers and sisters who have said, goodbye to their loved ones on this earth. We cling with them to the promise of eternal life that absent the body here, we are face to face with you in heaven. We ask for comfort and peace. We ask for hearts that have been hardened by these experiences to be softened and to receive your knock at that door. Lord, in your mercy. It is into your hands, O Lord, that we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy, through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. You may be seated. Will you please stand? Pray with me, merciful Father, we offer with joy and thanksgiving what you have first given us, ourselves, our time, and our possessions, signs of your gracious love. Receive them for the sake of him who offered himself for us, Jesus Christ, our Lord, amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, through Christ our Lord. You bid your people to cleanse their hearts and prepare with joy for the Paschal feasts Renew our zeal, faith, and life. And bring us to the fullness of grace that belongs to the children of God. And so, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, Holy Lord, Lord God of power and might, heaven and night in which our lord was betrayed he took the bread and he gave thanks and then he broke it giving it to his disciples saying take and eat this is my body given for you do this in remembrance of me and again after supper jesus took the cup and he gave thanks And then he gave it to his disciples saying, take and drink. This is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat of this bread and drink of this cup, you proclaim Christ's death, his resurrection, and his joyful, triumphant coming again. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Tonight, we will do um, uh, intinction. And um, it's funny, muscle memory is what muscle memory is. Um, But if you remember, take the wafer and dip it, and then go like that. Now, if you eat Jesus... I got more of Jesus there for us, okay? So it's okay. Uh, no double dipping, you know. I so you know, but um, come, the table is prepared; a joyful supper awaits. You may be seated. Well, how unlike me! I made a boo-boo. Would you please stand? and pray for me that the Lord would help me keep focused so that we would say the Lord's Prayer or did we, we did say the Lord's Prayer okay Oh, okay <laughs> got the communion done uh, you guys are so full of grace and I thank you for putting up with me I hope I hope that you found an appropriate amount of joy tonight knowing that he gave all for you, knowing that he lented for you, that he who was out without sin took sin for you. That's why he said, Father, why have you forsaken me? So give up things that maybe aren't necessary if you like, but know that you have that freedom in Christ to be just the way that he made you, forgiven, made new, like his mercy is every morning. And now the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and grant you his peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Our closing song is Seek Ye First, and it's in the insert. Let us sing as unto the Lord.